here we are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. I made... I, Becky is with me in person, and so I just want you to know that I did not over-butter the voice because I, I did not want to make her, like... It's double-buttery right now for me, so I'm already at, like, max butter. <laughs> <laughs> My cholesterol is going up just sitting here. And here we've got uh, Lily calling in from Spain. Lil, how are you? I'm good. Good. That Enjoying is... a nice little Saturday. And we've got an amazing guest that we're going to get to in a moment. The great Rachel Levitin, who is an incredible musician, songwriter, performer. She joined us at Yellow Door Night this year. She is one of the amazing team working on Project Hera. But before we get to Rachel, Becky and I had the most amazing Shabbat dinner experience yesterday, where we invited 40 people over from the ROI community, the Schusterman family. I like how you include Becky as if she was her idea. <laughs> Because <laughs> Becky 100% didn't invite anybody to your house. There was 40 people, and Mom cooked for like two days. It was a little bit like we start. It was like we kind of chained her to the house, and made her make all this Cuban cooking. But she also freelanced and added a bunch of other random things. Like she threw in some pastelitos de guayaba. Can I, can I just say that, as proof that Shy is our mother's favorite, all he had to kept doing like all you had to do to get her to do all this cooking work is just go oh mom I love you so much aren't you having fun and then pretend this was somehow like a bonding thing for the two of them and she'd be like anything you want I'll cook even more food I'll make things that aren't on the menu and it's just like it's just so easy for him now all that now that being said be like, it oh, was mommy thanks now that being said it was an incredibly moving event because the the event culminated with mom and a young woman who just moved to the United States from Cuba eight years ago telling their stories of being Cuban Jews and escaping. So we got to start off the show saying a big thank you to mom for all of her inspiration and hard work. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about how we possibly lit a good portion of my stove on fire last night and we had to bring out a fire extinguisher and ruin the Maduros that we couldn't serve because they were covered in fire extinguisher bits. I'm just going to take like 30% responsibility for what happened. <laughs> Only 30%. Only 30%. Because I did put something on the stove that was flammable and then walk away. So, like... <laughs> for a while. For, like, an hour. So like, but, like, I feel like this is... So, it's now, like, officially September. And I feel like I'm so excited that our mom is visiting me. She arrives on Monday. And she's done with the two of you oh, for the really, rest of the summer. Really, like, she, she like this has been the summer of Kim and Courtney. Which I now refer to Shy and Becky as Kim and Courtney. Because the only thing the two of you have done is like ask mom to do shit for you, then complain about the shit she's doing for you, then say how much you love her, and then make her do more shit for you, the two of you. And definitely Becky's the most Kim because she's for sure the biggest bitch out of the three of us, especially pregnant. So like she one hundred is the Kim right now. I think we could all take turns being different, like Kim's at different times, but Becky's for sure Kim right now. And she's definitely Courtney because he's like so bossy and <laughs> the oldest. And like no matter how like lazy is about things, no offense, Court. Oh, she's definitely the laziest. Mom, and in this case is Chris Jenner, dev somehow still loves her like the most, which is weird. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I would definitely say that the summer of Kim and Courtney's I, I, over. 
I, and now mom can come and rest at Chloe's house and just like eat fun snacks <laughs> and I totally won't bother her and like she can work out if she wants to work out if she doesn't she can just hang out and I feel like she needs a break that, that is, I'm, that, I, I'm going to say that I literally can't dispute a single word no, of what you I said can't. however mean it was it's completely <laughs> correct yeah. okay now let's get to our guest Rachel Levinson welcome to the Friday Night Movie Podcast Hi, how's it going? That was a wonderful uh, story about your family there. Uh, Tim and <laughs> Chloe, oh, amazing. That was perfect. I understood that reference even if I don't watch the television program. Well done. It's almost like you, it, it, they're so in, infused into our culture, you can kind of follow along anyways. So, so Rachel... It's a Jewish edition, and I respect that. A yeah. Jewish edition. <laughs> so Rachel is an honorary member of the family. Rachel... Oh. Ha- has uh, we've got Rachel's an incredible songwriter and performer. She performed at Yellow Door Night. Um, but one of the things that is so important to us in the family is that Rachel, I took our elder daughter down to see Rachel perform once, and she dedicated a song, one of her songs called Dreaming, which you can find on rachellevitin.com. And that inspired our daughter so much that she wrote her first original song about dreams, 100% inspired by Rachel. And uh, Rachel, you uh, have told me many times you have been a musician for 20 plus years. What's that mm-hmm. cycle like? Inspire, you know, having started at a young age and now inspiring a whole generation of younger musicians. It really is has been the goal since I can remember. I mean, I, I remember being in high school and sitting in my bedroom and doing whatever silly homework assignments. Wait, let me pause. Homework is not silly. Children might be listening. Homework is not silly. <laughs> but <laughs> We are in trouble if there are children listening to this podcast. <laughs> right, true. Okay. So I digress. But, yeah, I was just doing homework, and I was just thinking, you know, writing songs and doing whatever I do. And... I knew I wanted to inspire people because, like, I felt like you got to pay it forward. Like, for example, I'm at right now. I'm on a call in the middle of Evanston, Illinois. You know, while y'all are wherever you are, and I'm, you know, spending a weekend with one of my biggest songwriting influences, who has become a friend. Uh, and so, really, it's it, it's both exciting, but also slightly confusing to be on the other side of it. It's like, did I really do something that impactful? And so hearing you say that story back to me it's like i can't fake the smile i had on my face while you said it it's it's pretty beautiful and and i i couldn't ask for anything more than that it it tells me that i'm doing something right even if i don't get even if it's not my full-time job to make music all the time as much as i would like it to be i know i'm doing something right and that means a lot well, that, that's amazing. Another thing you are doing to inspire so many musicians is you are part of the team, along with the great Kathy DeToro, who I have talked about as well on the show from the Leg Warmers and So Fetch and her own solo music. You are working on Project Hera, in, and specifically HeraFest, which is on September 22nd at the City Winery in D.C. Tell us a little bit about the mission of Project Hera. So the mission of Project Terra is to empower girls and women of all ages uh, to have them feel supported in music, providing them with opportunities to perform, network, meet each other, and support each other, and let people know that, you know, for lack of better words or terms, since, you know, it's been appropriated for other, other kind of promotional efforts, but we're stronger together, to be completely frank. I mean, like, if women, if women just get together 
and support each other, it's much easier than being pitted against each other, kind of like the Taylor Swift reputation era. It's, it's like we don't need to be snakes slithering around, you know, getting mad at Katy Perry for X, Y, Z reasons. Like, it makes more sense to support each other, kind of like how Demi Lovato recently buried whatever she did to have with yes she did with taylor swift with an instagram story of all things that's what buried hatchet you know it's like but we're stronger together and the point is is that if we have these outlets for each other i just remember being a 12 year old girl and thinking i was super weird for writing songs but it didn't stop me from doing it i didn't know any other girls who wrote songs i i thought i was like a special unique person which I mean, we all are in our own way, but it, had I known that there was support, you know, to do these things, maybe I would have, life would have been slightly different somehow. I don't know how, but I just, it, it really means a lot to me to know that 12 year old me would be so proud of 32 year old me for doing this that's, because I wish I had this at 12. Uh, that, that's that, amazing. That's amazing. Can, that's you, so can, cool. can you tell us a little bit about the like the way Harifest is going to work and and the range of acts because I'm looking at the poster right now which is amazing by the way it has <laughs> a woman with a guitar strapped to her back playing a video game and it says rock like yeah. a girl and it's so cool <laughs> it's got a list of this extraordinarily diverse group of performers what kind of folks are going to be there okay so we've got a pretty diverse range of, of performers coming up we, we have DJs who are going to be doing whatever DJs do. I'm not too privy to that kind of stuff, but it's going to be super awesome because I know a good chunk of them and they're talented folks. And DJ then we Blackberry is going to be folks. there. She's amazing. Yeah, Rose Corp, a few other people. And they, they, they make sure that we all have a good time. We move and we dance and it's awesome. But then we have like folk artists. We have rock and roll. We have, I'm sure every other kind of genre under the sun, it's kind of hard without me looking at the exact poster to tell you everything. But we have a wide range of ages, too. You know, we have children as young as seven. We have the kids from the School of Rock from the metro, the D.C. metropolitan area coming to perform, which I believe they also did some last year, which was just so cool because it's like all female little bands playing cover songs of the artist's that you know when when you're taking music lessons you got to learn some standard stuff and it's a lot easier to learn things if you've listened to it before so you try to imitate that and that's what these girls like I remember watching them last year being like holy cow like I thought I had something under my belt at their age but maybe I didn't (laughs) you know like these kids really have something and I hope they stick with it some of them may some of them may not but being able to see this many women in one space all playing music for eight hours that would put me on a path to think, oh, this is this is normalized behavior. Why would I stop? Because all these other people do it. it. I feel like being able to see, even as just a spectator in the audience, if you've never picked up an instrument before and you're like a four-year-old girl or whatever, and you're just trying to figure out, who am I? I don't know who I am yet. I'm just exploring the world with my parents and my friends and school and teachers. It's like being able to be on a Sunday afternoon with your family at a beautiful venue and restaurant space in the middle of the fall. We're going to have some open air space too. So it's like going to, and it's covered. So if it rains, we're good to go. So no worries. You know, we get to enjoy the actual city winery space, which we're so grateful for them um, 
providing this kind of opportunity for us to grow because we're going from basically State Theater and Falls Church. And now this year, you know, we're upgrading to three stages. Uh, That's so exciting. Legitimate, you know, a big deal. Like, and is it? Yeah. Are you guys sponsored? Like, how do you? How are you able to make this happen? It worked out uh, that we got two of their stages, so we're not going to be on the main stage. But that aside, I mean, all of their stages are wonderful spaces. So what we have is we have their wine garden stage, which will be the main stage for the event, and then we have a stage, an acoustic stage that I will be managing. Uh, in one of their outdoor covered spaces. And then we have a outdoor vendor space and there will be a VIP lounge with the DJ spinning and uh, spaces outside as well for you, you know, to get um, items from female owned and run uh, shops and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a really cool just day of celebrating women and girls. And I think that's pretty awesome. Cool. So, I'm going to put a challenge out to the listeners. This is your call to action. Also, I'm going to lay it on thick because my daughter actually applied and was accepted to be one of the performers at Harafest. So, so exciting. If you would like to support Woo-hoo! this amazing initiative, go to projecthera.org, buy a ticket, come to the show, or go a little further down, maybe be a volunteer, or even a little further down, click to donate, all right? That's it, that's the way to support. That is an amazing way to support this amazing initiative, and again, there's a Friday Night Movie connection, aside from our dear friends putting it on, there actually is a Friday Night Movie family member that is going to be in this show. So, projecthera.org, everyone go buy tickets and support it. Now, I'd like to move on to our subject of the day. Because we have a great musician with us here, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, music movie moments. We're going to go around Robin, or or I don't exactly know how we're going to do it, but we're all going to talk about our favorite five or six music moments in movies. Um, Lily... I know you've been waiting for this a lot. I'd like you to go first. I mean, first, I, I don't want to go first. I'd like you to go first. I'd like you to go first, unless you want to go first. Thanks. Me? Lily, you should go first. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Did you make a list, or did you actually not make a list? You've been telling me for have, a week that you made a list. I have, I have a list. All right, go I have ahead. I list. You go first. Okay. I'm worried some of ours will repeat, and then I won't ours... say yours, because I have so many backups. And then... Rachel, what we get to do is we get to say whether or not we think they're good choices. Okay, but All I right, I'm 100% <laughs> feel like I could have like three lists and all three of the lists would be the same as Becky's. So it's, I, I only need one list I did with no really, backup. I did so. think really hard of ones that you wouldn't I, think of. Me too. And then I was like, but that's not my first choice. So I'm not going to go with that. Right. Um, I feel like, a, I lot like... Of, a lot of mine I'd be stealing from you because I know they're your favorite. So I had to like dig a little mm-hmm. deeper for my own. Oh my okay. God. That's well, a lot see. of neurosis. I just like picked okay. mine. <laughs> yeah, because you're the older brother. So it, it's very different. It's like, it's like, and a you, musician. You get to I pick think it's first, different. And then Lily has her own. And it's like, I'm the youngest. So everything that I like has been influenced by the two of you. And it's difficult. Some deep psychology, man. Okay, so <laughs> number one, I mean, sorry this is not an order. Real. I'm sorry, I'm not real on the Real podcast. talk. You get, you get real, I'm that's okay. Real. Um, youngest sibling therapy, no problem. No, it's like Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith. That's what it's like. Yeah, I was, I I was going to say. Big kiss on your cheek. I see so that. 
just like right now you're being the Kylie, but whatever, it's not a big deal. Um, okay, so <laughs> I don't even know what a Kylie I don't know is. What Me neither. I feel isn't she the youngest? Um, anyways, okay. So not in any particular order, obviously of importance. This is just the list, but I could not have a list without the ending credits of Buckaroo Banzai. Oh. When they are oh that like scene that music that I don't know who wrote that music I tried to like look it up vaguely I mean, but I was assume like, it was never. Peter Weller or Jeff Goldblum or Buckaroo himself right. like I want to believe it's real where you see all of them walking like one by one Jeff Goldblum is like in peak just Jeff Goldblumness I am a, a in a cowboy powerful outfit. cowboy outfit um peter weller i mean like i'm not sure there's a sexier scene in film history than that <laughs> maybe like part of maybe rebel without a cause that like, could compete james dean but like that scene is so good then um the dancing scene in breakfast club Carla DeVito's We Are Not Alone playing when they all rock out in detention. That is, for me, one of my favorites. I love that dancing scene, but I never remember the song. Like, you could put any song in that scene, and I would be like, oh, you could. It's. That, I would say that's a great example of like the music that the song does not make the scene. It's like a just a rocking out song. So it's it a could great be replaced. music moment. It's not. It's a great song music specific. moment. It's not song specific. No, um, but that is just a fantastic scene in that movie. And then what could you? You can't have this list without Lloyd Dobler speakers in rides. So, so obnoxious that you took that because that's definitely mine and not yours but that's fine i'll let you have it uh, we could share it no, that wasn't Here. even your movie i feel like you only right. saw it I, once I, because I, of me i'm, gonna, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say rachel i welcome your thoughts on this i'm gonna say that scene has been repeated so many times so Most, it's almost trite like like Let's... the funniest way it was ever done was on the Goldbergs, and it was done on the Goldbergs multiple different <laughs> times. But if you look at the original moment, like we're not talking. Yeah, about I feel like you, re- it's like, not fair to like moment. take oh. away from the original moment because people have copied it since. That's actually, not fair. I actually forgot to put that on my list, so thanks for bringing it up. Because <laughs> it's like the first moment that that happened, so it's kind of exactly. Cliche, but that's how you know it's like part of the ether. That's why exactly it's defining and. That. Yeah. I would say that that really opened my like musical palette up to the great Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. who like I went through a, a major Peter Gabriel phase and got to see him in concert with Shy in Montreal, and he was uh, unbelievable, and quite elderly at the time, and he's still <laughs> unbelievable performer. Um, and so yeah, that well, that's I'm up gonna, there. I'm gonna blow your mind though. So according Why? to IndieWire.com's article, five things you didn't know about, about, say, about say anything, about knows. say anything. Did not write that song. Right, I'm going to read this to you. When the time came to film the scene, Cusack was actually playing Bonin in the Boneyard by one of his favorite I, bands, <gasps> Fishbone. I figured the song was not actually in that scene. I, I always imagined that. And That's true. And then eventually Cameron Crowe decided to, to put to in, right. in your eyes like they knew they weren't going to use Bonin in the Boneyard so right. that is actually the song so if someone's going to Lloyd Dobler me they better be using the Fishbone song <laughs> Allie hope Allie's listening to this Allie's not listening <laughs> um, what else you and got? then and then this was like a formative musical moment in a film for me as a child mostly because I would say that I reenacted it multiple times um, and 
belted it out multiple times and that is the part of your world reprise where the little mermaid yes yes you did thank you alan mankin like seriously now as a an adult i sadly realized how very problematic that movie is in terms of its themes they're taking it back though the new version will be good i i hope so it's really an issue basically just like silencing women uh however as a young girl i didn't know any of that and didn't care and that moment was epic in the movie and then um i've got all of dirty dancing the whole uh, movie. The entire, this is the just entire the whole film. film. The whole film. The whole entire movie. Can't uh, separate it. But if I had to separate, I would say the Hungry Eyes ma- montage. Yeah. Um, but it's all so good. And then um, honorable mention to David Bowie and Labyrinth. Just Dance, Magic, Dance. Dance Magic. Dance Magic. That's but, pretty good. But one. I would say, like, not necessarily the scene where he's throwing, like, the creepy baby up in the air, but when Dance Magic Dance comes in at the end and you see all the characters yeah, together, yeah. Like, that warmed my heart. Like, that it was is a very true. That is a huge relief. You're very stressed right. at the end of that movie. And then they're all dancing in her room, like, all the characters come back, and that's the song playing. So except, that's my list. Except the Goblin King, who turns into an owl. Right. Oh, Becky's baby's kicking. I'm getting to feel it. Gonna... I never got to feel any of my own kids kick. You I have just to hang never... out. She just... Oh, I just kick. felt Becky's stomach like kick. Becky's kick. super pregnant, Rachel. And so... Uh, it something to we, do with the bitchiness. We took, not like entirely. We, we, took, we took a pregnancy pause. All right. We'll do Becky, <laughs> Rachel, and then I will round us up. All right. Okay. So, starting off with and i wouldn't say mine i wouldn't say mine's like exactly in order but it's not not in order number one <laughs> chimic adventure girls of rock and roll boys of rock and oh Battle. my goodness that's a that great one amazing it's truly it's one of my wow. all-time favorite movie moments musical moments life moments it nothing brings me joy like that scene um then and this is a controversial you one better believe it <laughs> someone should cover that at at the hera fest i'm just saying um, <laughs> um this is a controversial one in our house between me and shy but i stand by it and i will fight tooth and nail for it opening scene of inside lewin davis hang me when oscar isaac sings hang me it's like i think it's one of the most beautiful songs beautiful moments so incredibly shot love that um, I didn't see A Star is Born, but I feel like Shallow would be one of my moments. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that's, hala- that's um, hilarious. If you knew me at all in high school, you knew Footloose was my number yes. one jam. So that, really? Oh my God, I probably saw Footloose I two, feel like I learned things times, on this show about you. I would watch it like every day. Really? Yeah. But like, the, are, do you mean the ending scene? You know, the end, or? End prom scene. I mean, because there's the like, prom, okay. let's hear it for the boy. For the boy. Like, that I love that was going to be on my list. It's like a really special one, but I think like ultimate, ultimately like the final prom scene to Footloose and you see all like the crazy dance moves. Um, And then... Rocky Horror Picture Show, Let's Do the Time Warp. That is like one of the creepiest movies, creepiest scenes. But it, you I'm know, surprised it's very, that's on your very, Yeah, and, I and, really and loved it was that. a mainstay at bar mitzvahs in the yeah. 90s. Rachel, did you go to bar, bar and bat mitzvahs? In the nineties? Oh, every weekend from seventh to eighth grade. Yes, yeah, sir. So I went to do a show. Was, was, was the time warp? Was the time warp big? 
at your bar mitzvahs? Not at the bar and bar mitzvahs, but I did get introduced to it by my friends around that time. Like we would have sleepovers and they, we would, yeah, we would watch that movie. So yeah. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then last on my list is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody Live Aid. Oh, just uh, the whole, the, I, I the almost whole, made like, my Live list. Aid thing because that's amazing. And then honorable mention for me and Lily, I'm shocked Lily this wasn't on your list, 13 Going on 30, Love is a Battlefield. <gasps> it was yeah. originally, I, it was originally on my list. It was. amazing. Um, I took it off my list because I figured it would be on your list because that's you really know, your movie. I, well, it was, but I think it, it was, it was originally on my list. But to me in the end, um, I don't know. I, I I don't know. In the end, I I switched it out. But that is is very accurate. That is one of my top. That's one of my favorite movies. In Rachel, general. I heard you react. Yeah. There. As you kick off your. I list. mean, it's. I mean, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, great yes. role for him. Hello. But also, it was. Like, that wasn't. I didn't even think of that mo- moment. But like the second you said it, I was like, oh wait. That yep, is a for music sure. moment. So funny. Like, for sure. At the sleepover. The sleepover. When yeah. she <laughs> teaches him. Yeah. I feel like I want that movie remade, but with the exact cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just see it again today with them. So, like, 13 going on 40. 40 Yes. And they <laughs> just much. learn a new Three lesson. Five. They learn a sure. new yeah. lesson. Yep. Okay. All right, Rachel. Now, this is a professional musician, people. So, this is... <laughs> This I don't is... think there will be any overlap here, which is beautiful. But we'll That's find great. out. Maybe there is. We'll see. But so I'm not going to do these in any, like, numerical order because I, I can't possibly rank all of them. So I'm of just going to go through my list because it's really – it's hard to. Um, but let's see. Let's go down the list. So my first one is Earth Angel from Back to the Future. Oh, oh my God. So smart. Like, yes. every time I hear that song, I can't not think – of that movie and that's you know when he gets his you know the feelings back in his hand and he's not disappearing anymore and it's when the parents kiss and that's like that's a moment you know but i can't listen to that song without thinking of that movie so that's that's a good one i think i love that um my next one is a big one in my household and my family um over the rainbow uh which was almost cut from wizard of oz really that was you know that it wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. Like they wanted to get rid of it. They thought it was too slow or sad or whatever it was, but they ended up keeping it and look how iconic it's become in our culture, <laughs> you know? And it almost wasn't in the movie. Yeah. That's like the definition of a hopeful, like dream song, right? Yeah. I mean... It's basically my family's like, that's a, that's our song. So yeah. hundred percent. And is it exclusively the Judy Garland version or do you yeah. accept other versions? No, there's only one version. There's only one. Are you looking forward <laughs> to see Renee Zellweger play her? Or not yeah, so much? I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't have any haterade toward Renee. I think she's, you know, good. I think anyone who's complaining about those things are just too stuck in their ways and aren't willing to see creative adaptations of people's lives. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get your take on it once the movie comes oh, out. Oh, absolutely. I look forward to seeing it. It'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What's the next one? Uh, oh, none of you will have this, but I, I'm glad I remembered this. You know the final scene of First Wives Club? Oh, oh my God. You don't, you don't own me? You don't That's own amazing. me. Yes. That's a yeah. I actually, That's a I admit, I'll, I like every once in a while, I'll just like catch myself humming and strutting that. <laughs> like I'm Goldie Hawn. Great. Great song, but it's like earlier in that movie, Diane Keaton's character wouldn't sing it, but then by the end, 
she like they make it happen because they've opened that big center and they're celebrating and they're in their all white like suits and they're they're relishing all the victories they just had and all these beautiful things they did in their friend's memory and then they just bust out in the song and I just think I thought that was so cool so yeah you don't know me at the that first movie, Flash club that movie is the definition of a movie that like I watched with mom yeah that... no I feel like that deserves a rewatch yeah. yeah. So good, guys. So good. Rewatch that. I think it's on one of the many streaming platforms available to us. <laughs> I just don't remember which one, but I know I saw it recently. Uh, let's see. Next one is oh, the first time that the Wonders play that thing you do at the talent show when uh, Guy Patterson oh, yeah. sees it up. He's my dream man. Can I just oh, marry Guy Patterson? No, like, can he be a real person? That, that, that <laughs> like just so you know, mine are not 100% numerical, but that is my number one, number one music scene of any movie of all time. I love that movie so, so much. Oh, my God. But yeah, I when he it. sees it up and takes you Jimmy are my biggest fan. And- you are. Yeah. And the way the and the way the voices crack at the beginning, and you see Lenny coming alive. You know that feeling when you hit yeah. the song in the right way for the first time. Oh, yep. it's, it's amazing. That and and just moment. and just the fact that they're called the Oneaters in that scene. And Oneaters. <laughs> oh, just yeah. That's having in like my you guys also five. your perspective as musicians can relate on another level to that scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the slowed-down version of that thing you do, it's like, really, Jimmy? Why did you think that was a ballad? It's not a ballad. It's so much better sped up. So, you know what? Guy was right. Like, so like, you like, go, Guy. Like Mr. White says, none of this lover's lament crap, Jimmy. I want something snappy. I know that movie by heart. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and forever, Jonathan Skate will like always be perceived as a dirtbag by me because yep. of Jimmy being such a jerk in that movie. Such a jerk. Oh, any other, any others? Any other honorable oh. mentions? Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, when the band in Titanic plays when they sink. I know that was real, <laughs> but that's also wow. like. I mean. Yeah. Wow, way to bring it, bring it home with some I mean, some history. <laughs> You know, I mean, well, all I found that all of like most of my favorite movies of all time tend to be period pieces, and I don't know what that says about me. But it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then my honorable mention is the first uh, like ten to fifteen minutes of West Side Story because there's no vocals; it's just dancing and music. And I think that's the first time in film history that like they did that intentionally. Like it wasn't like a Fantasia thing; it was just like you know, straight up. The, it's a musical theater. On the big they're screen. communicating and, through dance. Yep. And and you know what? That makes me think that the world is ready for Cats the musical. <laughs> I'm just saying. That. I know you're ready for Cats. I'm. Well, you're uh, shy is ready. You're I'm on. Cats. I'm on Cats watch. There's a lot of musical okay. and dancing in Cats. Just want West Side Story fans to know. All right. And they're redoing West Side Story, by the way. Which is, I don't really think they should do, but at least Rita Moreno's in it. But like. Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's Steven unnecessary. Spielberg, just like do something else, please. Exactly. Why do they keep remaking these classic films? It's like, I mean, I know Star is Born is like, there's four versions of it, and I've only seen one of them. But it's like, why? Why can't we be creative? But I, I, I think I think it's a good point. Like you're telling me Spielberg has nothing else to do. You're telling me that guy's right. made we, all we, the movies we can't he can get make. An Indiana Jones Five, but 
Well, I I feel I feel like people think that if they're ever gonna be redone, he's the only one that they would allow to redo it. I guess. So he kind yeah. of is like it's like an well, obligation. I guess you're him, and you're like, oh, fine, I'll do it. I mean, I don't know. No, that's got to be something he wants to do. It's got to be like. It, I, a I, it sounds like some ho- yeah some hobby project that he's just like I've always wanted to redo West Side Story. <laughs> like how obnoxious! Like I mean I'm sure he's a great guy, but to be like oh like I could totally just redo West Side Story. <laughs> he could. <laughs> I guess he can do anything, but I, I mean know. if anyone's gonna do it, I guess it would be him. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's really transitioned into like doing classic films and melodramas and it's kind of interesting to see how you go from Jaws and Indiana Jones into this trajectory. Close Encounters yeah, and, and Poltergeist. Right, and then he's become like a classic filmmaker in a way now. It, it's it's interesting. I he don't was mind a bit of a it. renegade once. Yeah, no, I want to really see him was. like come through West Side Story and then go do something bizarre. I would like to see that. Good luck. I mean, I'd like yeah. him to go back to the Minority Report kind of movie. I'd like mm. him to go make right. some sort of so good at that. intellectual Weird suspense thriller that has a moral component to it. Because he, can, you know, he like me. I never liked Lincoln. Like Allie walked out of Lincoln, and Lincoln, she was like, "That was like one of the Hall of Presidents at Disney World. Who wants to watch this movie?" <laughs> uh, okay. Shot your list. Is Who's that ready for that? my list? All right, now you guys, I've, I've previewed a little bit. So my number one is that thing you do. I'm a drummer. Yeah. Guy Patterson is my hero. It's that okay. simple. Also, this is like an epic Rex list. If people are listening, have not seen these movies, go watch these movies. Yeah, these Darn. are also, that is true. These No one has picked a movie that also sucks. Right. right. Start with Chipmunk Adventure and then work your way through yeah. the rest. Hey, Chipmunk Adventure is timeless. My kids all the time um, go, what about my couscous? All because of the... <laughs> <laughs> they do that. They say it all the time. What about my couscous? There's another great song. Um, we're on the, the the one that the the women sing when they're traveling. I forget oh, the name I of it right now. That's that such a beautiful song with the, with the little baby penguin. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and the guy gets hit in the head with the oh, window. I always cry. Yeah, let's go watch one. it after this. Oh, okay. okay, that thing you do then. Then and we were very lucky because we had Noah Austin on the show who worked on this movie, yeah. who worked and did the special effects. I think in this scene. The Beetlejuice Deo scene, where oh, yeah. where they take over the bodies of Catherine O'Hara <laughs> and the rest of the characters, and and they sing Deo, and then and then at the end though, because it's Tim Burton, and that was Tim Burton like at his prime, when those hands come out, the shrimp hands, hands come out and grab their faces, I hit the ceiling. I was terrified. That's just a brilliant movie, and that scene, like again, it's the middle of a sort of horror comedy and there's a musical scene in the middle of it ah, incredible there's actually a couple of musicals with, with a great song too now, <laughs> this one to me is a, this next one is a quintessential if you were a 90s teenager this is such a big deal which is the opening credits scene of Reservoir Dogs when those it's guys are walking stuck in the middle with you no no no, no. no. So I have to look up the name of the song it's called Little Green Bag by the George oh. Baker selection never knew the song oh no stuck in the middle with you is later in the movie yeah, yeah that is not one of my favorite scenes ever it's an iconic scene but it's not one of my favorite scenes but right. the opening credits when they're walking in the black suits mm-hmm. and the beat is going and you hear Stephen Wright doing the introduction that that radio introduction that he, he does throughout the movie and the, it was just the epitome of cool. And as time would go on, I think Tarantino is one of the best people at using music in movies. And that, to me, it's one of the first scenes in his first movie. 
that that's incredible. Okay. What's Here's, the name of the song again? It's Remind called me? Little Green Bag by the Little Jordan Green Bag. Selection. This is now the next one is another song I had to look up because I had no idea what the song was. Which is hilarious that like these inc- these important movie moments for you, then it's not necessarily just about that song. Oh, it transcends. It's the emotion. It's the moment in the film. And right. this is a film Warrior, which to me is really one of my favorite movies ever. And people kind of look at it and they're like, oh, it's a movie about MMA. No, no, no. This is the closest you'll ever feel to the original Rocky is this movie. It's about two brothers who join an MMA competition, two estranged brothers. It's got Nick Nolte, who was nominated for an Oscar, and music by The National, who I who I, I sort of am like, ambivalent about them, but I've seen them a bunch of times, and I have a bunch of their albums. But the final scene of that movie... <laughs> I'm, I'm ambivalent about them, but I've seen them in concert many times and own most of their music. <laughs> I just don't know how I feel. I just don't know how I feel. Exactly. It's like a very but, shy thing to say. It's like how I feel about Chickpea Flower. Like, I've used it a bunch, and I own it, but like I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Exactly. And National is the chickpea flower of bands to me. But the scene at the end of the movie in the final fight scene when it goes almost silent and the National comes in, I cry every single time. And I'm not a crier. I cry every single time. Well, I think that makes you a crier. Just <laughs> <laughs> you can call yourself not a crier. It doesn't mean you're not a crier. Fair enough. Then this next scene is one of the triumphs of nerd triumph in a movie it is when jeremy Corsmo's character lip syncs paradise city and can't hardly wait when he gets oh, drunk funny. when he goes from the beginning of the movie going the, the beer is bad to lip syncing that song when the band has broken up what's it called love burger which Love-Burger. is led by brecken meyer <laughs> and, and uh, donald Faison. Yeah. And, and they break up, get back together, have a reunion tour. Like, and, yeah, you never hear, and you never and hear the play single song. And they never sing a And as soon as they're about to play, the police come. Amazing. They and never get a there's a moment where he's dancing and singing, and one of the women picks up her shirt, and he faints. He, like, lands on the table, and then... He jumps up in the air, and the microphone goes (laughs) flying in the air somehow, and he catches it. To me, that is one of the greatest moments of triumph ever in music in a movie. And then my honorable mention goes to to, uh, the scene after Billy Crudup jumps off the roof in the party in Almost Famous, and they collect Uh, him on the tour bus, and the whole bus sings tiny It's an iconic scene. It's a beautiful scene. I'm actually surprised you put that on. That's like a really special scene. In my head, I'm like, maybe, like, but that's one of those things that, like, in the moment when we, when I saw that in the theater, like, it's so emotional. It's such a beautiful moment. It's, It's based on, you know... Cameron Crowe's like original start of his career. I'm assuming that actual scene didn't really happen, but it's a great. But it's something he uh, wished uh, happened. Right, but that's like a great like music journalist, you know, fantasy, and and a fan fantasy, and you see it in the movie. And then since then, maybe now looking back, it's kind of cheesy, no, and so that's why so maybe special. Becky and I maybe think that you wouldn't put it in. But in the moment, it's a great scene, and I, it shouldn't I, be tarnished. I also just love that it could that then maybe I, be cheesy. I, 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 I also love that Tiny Dancer is used so well in that movie. It makes you think that song was written for that movie. Yeah. It's like the theme of that movie, but yeah. it's existed for a really long time. I think it's so. I think it's amazing when a song can leave its old context and be installed I, in a I new type. I have chills. Context. I have chills right now. Yeah. Can we just take a moment though to say what what could, did Cameron Crowe use up all his good ideas? Like what happened? I'm just gonna but put a Cameron thing. Cameron Crowe had two two spots on this list. 
I think Cameron Crowe's like... No, he's a genius. I just... Something um, happened after, like, 1990-something. Like, he made Aloha. What? <laughs> what? Well, no. Oh. And Elizabethtown. And Elizabethtown. Did he make that, too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Orlando Bloom just poos all over that movie. Like, yeah. I don't... It hasn't... There's... If you look at the IMDb posts a certain year, I, I look, I get, I mean, he, I, God, if I could make one of the movies he's made, please, like, I'm not going to criticize so the man. I'm going to tell you Just what saying. I think about Cameron Crowe. Cameron, every, almost every one of Cameron uh -oh. Crowe's movies. Uh oh, we're going to oh, controversial. Uh, oh, boy. Controversial. Every single one of his movies has an iconic, amazing musical scene, at least one, if not two. Even the credits of Jerry Maguire with Shelter from the Storm were amazing. But if you actually try to sit through any one of his movies from beginning to end, they're really long and I think often focus on the wrong part on like the least interesting part of the story so I'm actually not the biggest Cameron Crowe fan but I think his use of music in movies is almost unrivaled Rachel do you have a thought on Cameron Crowe do you spend as much time thinking about him as I do not really no. oh. <laughs> alright well Sorry. Rachel you've been so gracious with your time you got up super early after after tons of music and rock starring the night before i would love to get um any shout outs from you as well as your socials and where people should follow you uh well i guess yeah i mean there's rachellevitton.com but one of my favorite places to go is instagram so rh levitton on uh instagram and then you know facebook and twitter it's pretty much all there if you google me i think there's multiple rachel levitons but no one uh quite as unique as me i'm i'm pretty sure i'm the that one is for up. sure yeah. Right. Don't yeah. don't go to the Rachel Levitson. That's the podiatrist in New Jersey. Yeah, I think we're cousins, star. but I've never met her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jewish uh, geography, right? All right. Cool. And of course, projectterror.org, friends. Get on yes. there. Yes, projectterror.org. Please do come to City Winery on September 22nd. If you can't, it is a 501c3 nonprofit. So if you do go to our website, it is a tax deductible, you know, donation, and we w welcome it all. It goes right back in. Anything we we get between now and the festival all goes directly to the festival. Uh, so anything you can give, or even if it's just spreading the word, that's helpful. So we appreciate it. Awesome. All right. That's oh. really amazing. Lily, where can people follow you? Chi-Chi, C-H-I-C-H-I-K, Gomez on Twitter. Do you know that Becky has her daughter calling yes, Tia Chi-Chi? Yes, I do know. I my, do know. My kids think it is the funniest thing in the world. They look at me, they're like, who's Tia Chi-Chi? Who the hell is that? I think it's a genius name. I, and this way she genius. has learned, learned to say your name. She's going to be like four or five before she can say Tia Lily. I mean, so. it's amazing. I think it's hilarious She and actually uses it and says it in reference to me, so she can tweet at me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> She's almost She's as good at Twitter as Becky. She's going to run Becky's Twitter She's account. Better. Becky, where can people follow you? <laughs> Uh, you can follow me at PaperBKPrincess on Twitter, um, and you can see all my angry or supportive tweets of airlines as I travel. <laughs> Becky is <laughs> keeping the airlines honest. Mostly what I tweet about. If, if you are not keeping it together on your airline, <laughs> Becky will film you and she will, will tweet it out. tweet the shit out of <laughs> Uh, and you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at FridayNightMovie.com. The theme music is by What Does It Eat? And it will kick in and we will dance in our chairs and go off and enjoy this lovely Saturday. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Love you. Good luck with the festival. Thank you. Bye, Rachel. Bye.
And now, Friday Night Movie listeners, we have a special treat. At the request of me and my sisters, Rachel has given us permission to put one of her amazing songs, Get Back Up. I love this song. It pumps me up. It's about a true story. Enjoy Get Back Up by Rachel Levitin and check her out at rachellevitin.com. My blood 